0: Welcome, everybody, to the Saint Germain Studios. Produced hey. this uncanny earth live from Northeast Ohio. It's your two friendly parallel dimensional boys that have found parallel dimensions and came back. It's Rob and Spider. Hey,
1: and you know, I just got back from one where they didn't have any whiskey, and uh, I told them they need hey. to get some whiskey, and I left. It was that simple.
0: I just got back. I just got back from one where. All they showed all the all the time was Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade. Fantastic! It was great. I watched like five episodes worth of it, so that was like ten hours of Doctor Jones punching Nazis, which I'm all about doing that. So good stuff. Good stuff.
1: <laughs> Fantastic.
0: So, as you can guess, we're talking about parallel dimensions, parallel universes, alternate realities, multiverses, universes versus other universes we're going to talk about a lot of stuff like that today so get your scientific hat on you don't have to wear your tinfoil hat
1: keep yet. it handy though i mean you never know when you might yes. need it
0: keep keep your uh your tinfoil fedora handy that's so right because you, you want to be hip yes yes so <laughs> let's get into the fun 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 Hello Universe. Now, let's start off with some, just some terminologies here. I know you're like, uh I thought you guys were fun. Now you guys just going to do definitions. I didn't like sign school. up for
1: English class.
0: <laughs> Nerds. <laughs> so or Doyle rules. Some, <laughs> some universes um, that uh, I had happened to look up and, and, and uh, just kind of get a basic idea is we have infinite universes which are universes that are basically flat and they go on forever. It says that there can be a number of infinite universes. Um, Universes could repeat given that particles can reform. Next up, we have bubble universes. Now, this theory states that some universes could stop inflating, meaning that they could stop growing. Um, What I find to be particularly interesting about this theory is that the physics in one universe, say ours, could differ vastly than say another universe so the rules of science and, and things may not apply to this to another universe like that, which also ties in with what's known as mathematical universes this theory basically discusses the idea of mathematics working differently in other universes um, there is actually a possibility that there is a universe out there that could well, could well exist without human life or life uh, as we know it and could also be independent of mathematical laws.
1: Mm-hmm. Laws of physics now, don't apply, so Marty and, yes, uh, and the professor are going to be pretty upset.
0: They're not going to like that. No. They're not going to like that. Now, close to parallel universes, are, we have what are known as daughter universes. Now, this theory states is based more on the law of probability. So, for instance, say you, you had a job in, I don't know, like you had a job in Japan, or you could stay here and work in Wisconsin. Well, in this universe, you take the the Japanese job, and you go over there and you do that. But in another universe, you go and in, and in, into Wisconsin, you start a cheese factory. So, you got that really for Mister Science
1: Theater. Do.
0: Maybe I did. Maybe I didn't. Joker. <laughs> <laughs> I remember <laughs> so we have that, that episode. That, and, then, and then finally, we have parallel universes. Now. This is the big, uh, the big one. This is the one everybody knows, you know, uh, more about than the other previous four. It says that there is a 10 to the 10th power to the 120, the 122nd power distinct configuration of particles, and that an infinite number of cosmic patches enables there to be multiple configurations. Some of these configurations can repeat. So this allows for universes to exist, that mirror ours, and have small, big, and everything in between in terms of changes we may have or may not have made. So these are more finite decisions we make. So instead of you going to the bathroom at 3 o'clock, you go to the bathroom at Mm
1: 3.03.
0: Now, while that may seem, you know, not important on the surface... There might be a bunch of you know smaller changes that have a quote unquote butterfly effect, and probably Spider will talk about that in pop culture. I won't because the movie was trash. but That's a whole <laughs> other argument. No, I won't subject you day. to it again. <laughs> so that is what we have. So we have infinite universes, bubble universes, daughter universes, mathematical universes, and parallel universes. And you folks can go online and do the research on those other universes and uh, look into that. It was really fun reading it. I'm not a real big uh, science guy, per se. I'm not real versed in um, a lot of the deeper concepts of quantum mechanics and things like that. Spider is. Mm -hmm. So we have uh, our resident physicist, even though he does not have a degree in said field. So don't go looking to him for all of your... Physicist answers. Don't
1: call me just a doctor a spider tells me. unless I'm a doctor only on the radio.
0: Unless he drinks Dr. Pepper, I guess.
1: Right? Yeah, I mean you are what you eat, drink. I'd be a lot of whiskey. I don't know where this conversation be, is going now.
0: I'd just be steak and steak.
1: Steak <laughs> and kidney pie. Hey, I got some kidneys still.
0: Steak and eggs, man. Steak and eggs. Got to get your protein. Steak and steak and eggs and protein shakes. That's right, my life. Uh, so, Spider, tell us, tell us uh, some of your thoughts on universes that are parallel to our own.
1: Well, the thing that I find really interesting is uh, is that so many of these things can be. I've always talked to people about how I think that that existence is like an onion, where everything is like layered upon layers, and they're all really super thin and the farther you get from one direction or the other, it might still look relatively the same, because it's all still an onion, but there's different sizes, there's different compositions, there's all kinds of things going on. So, as much as you might go to, if you manage to fall into a parallel universe, you might not really know that you fell in, you might never figure it out, because everything is so much the same. Um, Some things might be so different, where you mentioned you might go to the bathroom at a different time, and that can make huge, huge differences, like... uh, Let's say if it was about an hour's difference, I get up, I have a cup of coffee. Let's say I have a cup of coffee at noon, right? Parallel universe me dilly-dallys around and doesn't get up for a while and then doesn't have a cup of coffee till like, 3 in the afternoon. So in that case, what did I miss in those hours that I could have been doing on the first day that I didn't do in the parallel universe? It could have been really important.
0: And it's interesting that you bring that up in being that, when it comes to a parallel universe, people think, "Oh man, you know, this you know this parallel universe was me making these gigantic changes." No, it could just be different changes. Mm-hmm. And I think what we also see too with parallel universes, and a lot of people are really big, really into this concept, is what's known as the Mandela Effect. I Think mm-hmm. I said that
1: right? Yep.
0: So your Baron Steen, as opposed to your Baron Stain your looney tunes with tunes either spelled t u n e s or t o o n s now when it comes to uh those two i don't really remember the spelling of tunes i was really paying attention to that but uh steen is the one i remember the bear and steen bears so now
1: what's Mandela. interesting is that it's named after Nelson Mandela because it's the <clears throat> the theory is and a lot of people remarked on this that in... A lot of people remember Nelson Mandela being assassinated at a given time. And a lot of people say, no, he wasn't. He was alive for whatever reason. And in our current understanding, <clears> he <throat> was alive up until a death of natural causes. But there's mm-hmm. been plenty of people who are like, no, he was assassinated. On this day, I remember exactly where I was and everything I did. And mm-hmm. so it stands to reason that so many people see it one way that might have had no contact with each other, that their memories are real memories. As opposed to everybody else, whose memories are also real memories, that he was alive until he died of natural causes. So the theory is that a, a change in the in somebody's <clears throat> parallel universe, somebody moved from one to another, or somebody remembers something from a different parallel universe, or some sort of interaction caused kind of a crossover, and that perhaps the universe that you're in right now isn't the universe that you started in.
0: Now they say that there. Now I know of two possible uh, shifts in dimensions or universes. One being uh, Glock, which was the bell in Nazi Germany. We talked about that on our uh, Nazi science episode. Mm-hmm. I think that was 17? 17. Yeah, you, you know where the website is, folks. So go out there and check it out. There's a cat. So, <clears throat> next we have the, the bell. So when the bell actually went off and, and either teleported or time traveled, whatever, it sent out a shockwave of sorts of particles, of quantum particles that completely changed the history of the world. So that's one theory. A second theory is what's uh, is, is CERN, um, basically the big Hydron Collider. Supposedly, mm-hmm. that has somehow shifted us into a parallel dimension. From uh, whatever dimension we had well, you know whatever dimension we had came from. So those are two possibilities of why we have shifted into parallel universes. There could be, you know, many, many, many other reasons why there could also be people that have shifted in with us, that weren't here when we were here and they somehow had shifted over from another universe into our universe, or we shifted into their universe so in our universe nelson mandela died of old age after he was released from prison we happened to shift into their universe or nelson mandela was assassinated
1: or so uh, specifically those. that he was that he died in prison um versus going on to become president
0: so there yeah we have we have and those are the two i've heard uh spider what uh what reasons have you heard how we got into a parallel dimension?
1: Well, there's a lot of things that happen in the universe. I mean, there's uh, there's a lot of talk about um, solar particles and things like that, about how how the way that solar flares work and different energy can kind of cause really massive changes. And um, so that's one thing. It, most of these are all kind of like, they're fringe science. They're not anything that anybody can prove so far. They're not anything that people are really like. If you make a scientific journal about it, then you're probably not going to get very far. Um on the internet, you'll get super far, but not, you know, in respected scientific communities. So none of this so far is stuff that we're saying is absolute fact. It's just guesswork. Mm-hmm. But um, the yeah, other I thing, too... I, I, no, go ahead. Oh, no, we want go on no, go ahead. An, another example.
0: Oh, I, was, I was just going to jump in. I wonder if we would even notice. And that's you know, the thing,
1: too. I mean, it's yeah. it's so minute that you might not. I mean, a lot of people, <clears throat> when they came up with this, were taken by surprise. It was just random conversation that, yeah... Mm-hmm. Oh, did you see Nelson Mandela died today? And somebody was like... Well, no, he's been dead a while already. Well, no, he just died today. Look at the paper. No, this happened. And then they distinctly remember it, but they can't find any evidence that supports him anymore. They used to have a, a book or a paper or something that might have had... Or even they distinctly just remember where they were, and maybe they wrote something about it on the day that it happened. Like, oh, it's such a shame. Nelson Mandela died today. But, um... And so it caused a lot of, uh... A lot of differences in things. So... The other thing too that might have caused or, or might be a culprit is we have a lot of natural phenomenon that happens that's really massive. One of the big things that happened several, several years ago was uh was the tsunamis that um mm-hmm. that it caused a tsunami in I think it was Indonesia, maybe, Indian Ocean. I don't know. It was it was I don't remember exactly where it was, but it was a really huge deal. It was such a big event caused by underground, undersea um uh cavitation and uh and earthquakes and things that supposedly it shifted the the planet on its wobble a little bit which is um i mean it sounds like oh well okay whatever we what mean the planet wobbles and it leads a big huge discussion but um it, it we still don't know the effects of that like scientists at the time said there's going to be long-reaching effects that we have no idea how this is going to affect our climate how this is going to affect anything and It was one of those news things that was big for a couple weeks and then because we'd have to wait for it, people forgot about it. So, I mean, I think that's a huge proponent for a lot of things that are different today. I think part of our climate change problems had something to do with that. I think there's a lot of far-reaching effects that are going to be a problem because of that event. And I've been just kind of on edge of my seat, like watching out for stuff that might be tied into it.
0: Now, I'm going to back, I'm going to go further back than Spider here does. And I'm going to say that, in my opinion, what, what, you know, initiated this change or maybe has shifted us into a parallel reality was the nuclear bomb testing. I think a lot of those tests and, 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 you know, Bikini Atoll and New Mexico and everything else, bombarding everything with radiation, could very well have shifted us, you know, into a whole nother reality. You know, we, we don't know the, the, the long-reaching effects of a nuclear weapon other than the fact of radiation and how that reacts to people, animals, um, the, 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 the ground in terms of destruction and things of that nature. We don't know what the invisible effects may have been that these bombs have been causing. And, <clears throat> you know, uh, supposedly in North Korea, I believe, they had tested one or something had happened in the mountain had had somewhat collapsed mm-hmm. and that was either due to them destroying it because they didn't want people to know it or maybe something went wrong. But as all of these bombs have been tested, we don't know if the world has not shifted into another reality based on what we're doing here with those weapons and, and nuclear energy and things of that nature, not to mention nuclear power plants going bad. Chernobyl, uh, three mile Island, the, uh, the 2011 uh, earthquake and um, oh, man I, I have it on the tip of my tongue here Fukushima Japan mm-hmm. that had uh, reaching effects into the reactors there so there is a plethora of reasoning behind all of this parallel dimension earth shifting and, and things of that nature so to me I feel like that could be a central um, catalyst for Shifting into a parallel dimension. If we have shifted into one, we wouldn't be able to tell,
1: mm-hmm.
0: unless we had found proof, like like Spider had said, with the paper that said Nelson Mandela dies in prison, or the two uh uh berensteins versus Baron Bears books. You know, having one and having the other. But even then, you know, those people could just, you know, it it, it it's easy to print out mm-hmm. uh, a book cover with one book cover other put it online, say that's what it is, and go from there. So we we would we need some real concrete proof that we have shifted into different dimensions.
1: Now, one interesting thing, and this is mostly pop <clears> culture <throat> stuff, but I think it's still an important point during the discussion as far as how we'd be able to tell. Because um, we're talking about events that, that tend to cause l- massive release of energy for the most part, right? Like atomic stuff and, <clears throat> and earthquakes and tsunamis. And um, that's kind of the premise for... Uh, right now there's a whole new series of, of Star Trek movies out with a new cast and it's a new alternate timeline and everything like that. The That timeline was created... They addressed it later. They didn't really talk about it much in the movies themselves. But the excuse they gave was that there was a massive... There was a star or a, a planet or a star that exploded with supernova in a certain system. And because of the massive amount of energy that was released... It sent a blast of energy through something called subspace, which is it's a, a story thing that they have in Star Trek and a few other different sci-fi things that carries, um, it carries certain kind of radio signals and things like that, and certain species can live there, but it's an alternate dimension. Um, but energy flows differently there. And because supposedly this wave of supernova energy flashed through subspace, it was carried farther and longer and more powerful and grew into this tidal wave of energy, and it destroyed... The star system of the Romulan people and the alternate, which is the current Star or, or Star Trek continuity, and the old one didn't have that. The old one, that ne- event never happened, so it's fine. But it's it's a good example of how something like a massive burst of energy has been used in in fiction to explain how different universes have have come about. And,
0: and that's the thing, pop culture is really, uh, big into parallel universes, and it goes back quite a ways. I think the atomic age really kind of bolstered our, our, uh, feeling about that. You know, the atomic age brought about so much, and that, that, like I said, that could have shifted us into that, uh, parallel universe where science is the forefront of everything, even though science has had its place. But how do we know that science didn't have its place beforehand. If we've shifted into a parallel universe, then, you know what I mean? So, you know, mm-hmm. we look back and people are like, yeah, scientists, 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 but what if the atomic age has shifted us into that? And let, let me just um, <clears throat> take a second here to say, everything we're talking about tonight, we don't necessarily believe. We're just giving you kind of... Theoretical. The, yes, we're giving you all the, the, the insights to the different concepts and ideas that could be plausible, maybe probable. We yeah. don't know. We're just keep, we're just throwing it out there. Our personal beliefs are usually the things that we say for the end of the show on final thoughts. So you can catch us there with those um, thoughts. But for now, I'm going to take it to disagreements against parallel universe. So we have the, we have the, the the proponents or the or the definitions and we talked about what they what they mean and and uh the things that could have been well here's a person his name is Ethan Siegel. he is a medium and he states that it is not feasible for parallel universes to exist he does not agree that in theory or I'm sorry he does agree that in theory universes could go on, could go on forever and um this is and he he comes to this by way of our universe being roughly 14 billion years old, uh, it would put our universe as finite and actually not infinite, and it would limit the potential number of particles to arrange themselves. He goes on to further state that universes would have different rates of inflation, thus it would decrease the odds of a universe like our own. And then he further goes on to state that unless inflation has truly occurred for an infinite amount of time, and there are no parallel universes. Now, <clears throat> parallel universe, since nobody has 100% concrete proof they exist, you're going to have folks like Mr. Siegel here, who's going to discuss and say, well, you know, there's I don't believe it, here's what I think. And then you have other folks that say, well, here's what I think in pro-universal uh, or parallel universe theory, and then here's some cons. So I wanted to give kind of just a little bit of uh, disagreement on it so that it doesn't look like we're, you know, pushing this uh, mm-hmm. pro-universal or parallel-universal agenda, <laughs> so to speak. It's but, funny you say that because
1: uh, I actually have some thoughts about it. Uh-oh. You, some thoughts? Oh, this? my goodness. What? I mean, he's got so, some, he does make some good points, but at the same time, his uh, his rebuttal is kind of against a lot of other current theories on how other things in the universe might be like right now if you play the odds you're probably going to lose as far as that goes because right now the chance that there could be life in the universe other than ours is about the same as that kind of thing Um, the chances are so infinitesimal and so low that we know of because we have never encountered anything else it could be that we don't know as far as the odds go as far as parallel universes because we can't prove anything about them yet so it's kind of one of those things where you can't say definitively one way or another because there's just no evidence. And a lot of people would say, well, there's no evidence, so that means it doesn't exist. And I get that, but people aren't like that. People don't do that. People, There's all kinds of beliefs. There's religious beliefs, spiritual beliefs. There's, In order to get started on the scientific inquiry to begin with, you had to believe that the error was more than just Air that we actually breathe—the right. air that there was oxygen—and otherwise you'd never have studied it, and you'd never have cared. So it's kind of like saying, "Well, why think about it?" Because it doesn't even matter. And we have to think about it because that's how science works.
0: And I also think that Mr. Siegel—he errs in the fact that he still believes that universe's cold could go on forever. So in that regard, it would be hard, he'd be hard pressed to actually prove that. Uh, parallel universes don't exist and what he's saying here because i I don't his background didn't seem like he was <clears throat> like it you know up the quantum mechanics ladder in terms of, of what he has studied I could be wrong mr. Siegel if you're somehow listening to this you can come on the show and we can talk about it but It just seems to me like he wanted to have a reason to not believe it, so he kind of put some things together. Because with parallel universes, we haven't even, depending on how you believe, obviously, we haven't even exceeded our reach to any other planet, save for the moon. Yes, we landed on the moon. Save for (laughs) the moon. Okay? So, you know, like I said, depending on how you believe, because, you know, you could believe in in the concept of Us coming from Mars after we destroyed it to Earth. That's a whole other topic. But if you go by um, the standard now, if you push out, we've only pushed to the moon. Now, we've sent satellites all across the galaxy, uh, photographed uh, different galaxies, different places. But until we have a human being or another life form of that nature on another planet, or we can see that on another planet... Or we can see a whole nother universe, you know, with our own eyes. You're going to be hard pressed to prove these places exist or they don't exist. So, and and like I said, on, on final thoughts at the end of the show, we'll discuss what both of us think and feel. But I have to go against Mr. Siegel in the simple fact that he still holds a basic concept of that universes could go on forever. So I think he kind of he kind of uh, uh, undercuts his argument because of that concept right there.
1: Once again, we really don't know. I mean, we're, we are have our own opinions, obviously, and we're just... Uh, at the end of the day, we're all just talking about our opinions and what we think until we have actual evidence that anything is any different. And that's how anything should be. Uh, nobody should have to get into a, a scientific debate and then go away with saying, they're so wrong because they believe this when it's obviously this. Right. I mean, neither mm-hmm. one of you knows, so just you know wait and see and th- and that's mm-hmm. how most things should be just wait and see if evidence points one way or another and then again evidence can sometimes be wrong if faced with new found evidence later we're dealing with that with a lot of the um the ancient genome kind of stuff that's going on right now there's a lot of people that say for sure that because it's been around for so long the out of africa theory is 100% correct there's other people that say no it isn't look at this and those are people that say well that evidence is actually supporting this evidence that it does, blah, 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 back and forth. There's a huge debate about it going on behind the scenes that's not really newsworthy so you don't hear about it in, in the media right now. But there's a lot of discoveries in, um, in ancient remains and things that are really, really exciting right now. So if anybody's interested in that, by all means look that up. It's great stuff. Um, just, again, keep an open mind and, and don't fall one way or the other.
0: And the thing is, too, is, is when you're when you're looking into this sort of thing, Keep a keep a, a, a you know study the fiction aspect of this kind of stuff, you know read some of the, the 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 old school the Isaac Asimov fictional science fiction books because I think they really give a better understanding when you're dealing with this in terms of the scientific aspect of it. Yeah, I mean obviously you know it, it's it's science fiction so it's not based in fact but I think it helps build a, a solid foundation. To grow off of. Because I think if you let your mind. Be able to absorb some of this stuff. Like spiders said, keep it open. But at the same time. Keep an air of, of, of skepticism. Light skepticism in this. Because parallel universes. There's no fact in it. There's no fact they don't exist either. So you're, you're kind of in a, in, a, in a middle here. And you have to make your own decisions. Based off what you think of parallel universes. I think the most interesting takeaway. From parallel universes. Is the fact that there could there could be you know an infinite number of universes where we make different decisions? Like Spider and I might not have made this show because in another universe we're both filthy rotten millionaires. I mean that would be nice, but you know it's not in this world happening right now. Um, now, as as far wise as disagreeing over parallel universe or the theory of parallel universes i think it's best if you just continuously study people who are really knowledgeable in that field like uh oh what is his name he's a japanese scientist he wrote the book hyperspace mm. kaku I've, uh Mijiku kaku i think his name is i have, oh, I have one of
1: hyperspace. his books yeah i have one of his books on top of my shelf right now actually but um yeah i, I can't pronounce the names very well so
0: yeah yeah uh he does a fantastic job of explaining it, and I, you know, go on YouTube, and I and I hate to say this because, you know, there there are plenty of YouTube videos out there that are just uh, bollocks. They're kind of a mess when you watch them. <laughs> they got the computer generated voice, and you're like, okay, it's quite enough. But you know, you can search up this guy, um, on the internet, and and get, and get kind of a better example or a better thought process. You know, study other people who, have, who are studying parallel universes, string theory, multidimensional theory, multiverse theory, because once you do that, you get a basic concept or a basic structure of how it could have happened. Now, it is it's it's heavy in science, and if you're not science-minded, it might take a while to adjust to it. It took me a little bit of time to adjust to some of these theories, in terms of understanding them, because I had to go back to a you know a a kindergarten level science explanation for some of this stuff and there's no shame in that you know because you want to you want to grow your brain as best as you can so and then i built upon that by reading you know the the book hyperspace and some of these other things and i was able to grasp it a bit better so you know just start at the elementary level and work your way up
1: yeah, you don't need to jump into the deep end. Like A lot of people figure if you're going to study something like physics or quantum mechanics that it's going to be difficult right from the start. And it is going to be difficult. I mean, unless you're, you're, that kind of stuff is second nature and you've been studying that your whole life or you just intuitively understand it, then it is going to be difficult. But the more you study it, the more you read into it. Usually, if you if you do enough study into it, you'll pick it up and get better at it. Some things, like me, I'm probably never going to be better at algebra. I'm just not. So the geometry stuff and the rocket science is just out of my league. That's just how it is. I'll still read things about it because what little I do understand from the text is really fascinating, and maybe over time some of that stuff will reinforce itself. So you're doing yourself a favor by uh, by reading as much as you can.
0: And uh, the gentleman's name is Michio, Michio Kaku. Michio Kaku. I don't want to butcher that man's name. He's very well established as a theoretical physicist so i want to make sure i get that right <clears throat> so he has a book like i said he's a book called hyperspace it's a it's a really good book it's something that you want to be awake when you're reading it you know the same with a lot of nonfiction. With fiction you can kind of just lay in bed at night and read it absorb it this kind of stuff is is, is a lot heavier on your mind it's it's more taxing on your thought processes cuz this is stuff you're going to think about after you're done reading it and you're going to start building some conclusions you're going to start going into some other uh, concepts if you will so a good time to read this would be you know when you're awake when you can absorb uh, scientific information because like spider said there's some things I will never understand you know and I'm okay with that cuz there's other things I will understand but I still go out of my way to read stuff that i can't understand because maybe i can plant some seeds and then come back and I'm like oh yeah i read that so that's what that means and that's 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 what parallel universes are all about is basically kind of grasping understanding for a what if you know what if i did this you know in this universe but i didn't do that in this universe so
1: interesting stuff interesting stuff um now there's the other thing too. There's a lot of different uh, theories on how space is laid out as far as uh, as far as universes go. Some people like to say that they're laid out like a like the onion, like I said, how it's just concurrent layers in in one uh, sphere. Other people like to say that um, there's next to each other like slices of a loaf of bread, um, really really thin. Um, there's also other theories that they kind of like that they're all free-floating, so to speak, in whatever the universe is made of, if anything, and so that they some are closer together than others and that they can move of their own volition, not you know being directed necessarily, but they can move around and bump into each other and sometimes they're closer and sometimes they're not, which is why things sometimes happen a bunch all at once and not very much at other times. So it, there's a lot of different theories, and and even then, some of the other theories that I've heard get into the multiple dimensions how there's you know we have three dimensions four dimensions etc but how there's dimensions that make the universe uh, certain shapes like a spiky ball kind of shape because of all the different universal facets and it it sounds like i'm just making up a whole bunch of stuff but once you read into it you're just like wow this is a lot of heavy stuff and it sounds kind of crazy it sounds kind of just like but it's all theoretical and that's one thing to remember going in it's all still you know theoretical um if they prove any of that it's going to be like okay now i have to try to wrap my brain around the fact that the universe is a giant rhomboid structure okay so (laughs) you know it's one of those things like you might as well at least study it ahead of time in case some part of it ends up being accurate because then you'll your brain might be a little bit well trained in that area that you're a little bit closer to understanding it and not having a brain freeze
0: and and the thing is too is if that stuff gets to be proven factual Or there's even like small parts that are proven factual. How do you, in turn, travel to parallel universes? Uh, What is the effect of one action in a parallel universe? Does it have a ripple effect into our universe? And then next thing you know, you're just sitting there drooling on yourself because your brain is (laughs) fully exploded and you had an aneurysm. Mm -hmm. So, like he said, study it now. Uh, Even if you don't understand it, do what I did and just go back to like an elementary... Not even elementary, but like a maybe a high school physics book. Because I never took physics in school. I never took physics in college because it wasn't a requirement. So I, you know, I took biology and I think chemistry. So when I got into this into this frame of mind about 10, 10 plus years ago, I was like, oh, I don't know what any of this means. So I just got me a, a basic uh, physics for dummies book. Sat down, read it, understood little of it, and then just studied more and more until I got a common grasp. I still don't have a a full grasp because I'm not a big, um, uh, I don't know, I'm not a big science person in terms of, you know, the the more serious uh, aspects of science. I can tell you about string theory, but it starts kind of going off the rails the deeper it gets. I'm more of a history person, as you can probably tell on the show. Um, I'm, I'm a big fan of ancient history and, and things about that. But, you know, I still try to expand my brain into the science world. You know, a, a spider here is a, more of a scientist than I am in terms mm. of understanding this sort of thing. So he's 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 kind of, you know, helped me out with some of this. And it's it's been a good journey. So if this stuff does start proving to be factual, if they do start proving little bits and pieces and it starts to, to, to build upon you know and layer up you definitely want to kind of get your head in this and, and start studying like i did early so that when you get hit with it or when you're reading a scientific article you can pick stuff up. i'm like oh i know what that means i know what that means cool i can piece this together now it's like learning a foreign language you just have to practice it every single day
1: mm-hmm. yeah and it, just like anything else it just takes practice over time takes uh takes focus and um and, and don't let it drive you nuts either. Like, don't go into it and like, I know so many things. Oh, my goodness. How is this information? This can't be true. This, oh, no. And don't try to <laughs> convince everybody that there's the number 23 everywhere in your entire existence. So, you know, I mean, keep it kind of like, keep yourself in check a little bit there.
0: And and also at the same time, too, understand that there have been gentlemen like Mr. Kaku, Dr sorry, I know people go crazy if you don't call somebody a doctor that have been studying this you know, for decades, so don't expect to pick the book up and be like, man why am I not getting this, why is this not saving in, because it takes time you, mm-hmm. know, it, the, you know, maybe in a parallel universe, you figured all this out, but in this universe you gotta work on it, you gotta put the time into it
1: and um... And it's interesting, too. I mean, a lot of this, again, the theoretical aspects are the most fun. Like, uh, I, I love thinking about all these alternate different things mm-hmm. and, uh, and and thinking about it. And I think some of the origins of that, how we got started on it, might even be as simple as that kid sitting at the lunch table saying, oh, man, I wish I would have asked out that girl over there, but now she's with this other dude who's so fantastic and I suck. And then you start imagining things that, oh, man, what if we did this and we went on to found this... Fortune 500 company, and then I became the president. Oh man, in an alternate universe, all that things, all those things could have happened. So it, it's natural to kind of take your imagination and apply it to to all of existence. and And I think how mm-hmm. that's how the thought kind of got started. It was just oh, humans are an imaginative species. If we weren't, we probably wouldn't have developed all the things that we've developed at the same time we might not have committed half the atrocities that we've committed because a lot of those took a lot of imagination. Anybody who's seen anything about the uh the Spanish Inquisition, some of the devices that they have. Yes. Oh, you got to have some imagination to think about that, but maybe you should have kept it to yourself. So are
0: <laughs> not Germany the way they experimented on people, so yeah. Yeah, and the thing is parallel Universes. This could be something that has existed since the, the the dawn of man. You know, somebody in in ancient Sumeria could have been like, "Wow, maybe I should have dug the ditch to the west instead of to the east." And in a parallel dimension, they dug that ditch there, and something else different happened. So, you know, it, it's mankind will outthink themselves, so to speak. They will mm-hmm. always be have new ideas or new concepts. Even if it's fictional, even if you're like, man, this is no way this can happen. Well, that's what a lot of scientists thought too. There's no way this could happen, especially in the medical field. There's no way we can cure this, or we can we can fix this, or eradicate this. Now you don't have smallpox. You don't have some of the the, the older diseases that plagued mankind due to um, you know uh, uh, advances in medicine, advances in, in and cleaning and advances in, in overall lifestyle choices, you know, not throwing your poop and pee out of the window <laughs> into the street, not letting horses walk down and poop and pee in the street, you know, cleaning that up, getting rid of horses, bringing in cars. And then, you know, there's consequences for that. You know, you have cars that give off the emissions and everything else. So uh, our, our world is uh, act and react. So, you know, an action happens and then, then there's a consequence. You know, like the like the saying goes, for every action there's an equal to opposite reaction. And so the same thing goes for parallel dimensions. So, mm-hmm. and, and your actions are what causes the shifts in parallel dimensions every time you do it. Now that's not this prudent you know, don't go out there and be like, Oh man, Rob said the parallel parallel dimensions are real. He gave the facts, <laughs> they're there, boom. You know, I don't want people like uh, Doctor who hit me up on the email like, "Hey, man, I got to start studying from you." Please don't. <laughs> you're going you know, to be in a world of trouble. But it, it, you know, it stands to reason. Like I said, if uh, you know, if I have the chance to make uh, a re, uh, an action, what are the subsequent you know paths that I could pick from? Because each path is going to do something different, even if it's minuscule. That minuscule path might lead to a bigger path down the road. We don't know. Hmm.
1: And um, it's really kind of fascinating how a lot of this stuff goes because, um, because again, uh, parallel universes and parallel dimensions can be similar. They can be different. Um, the questions that people want to ask about them are really more fascinating almost than I think what they really are. I think we're probably going to get to a point where, oh, yeah, we've discovered a parallel dimension. It does this, and it's really kind of boring, which is fine. I mean, that's Ooh. cool. I think the the great thing about it is less in what we're going to find and more that it's there and more the inquiry that led up to it because developing the science is really some of the most expo- uh, exciting kind of stuff, all the trial and error and finding out, oh, man, yeah, this was right. Oh, this sucked. This was terrible. We blew up three labs today. So, you know, don't really actually <laughs> do stuff that's going to blow up laboratories, but... Um, yeah, don't do that. <laughs> don't do that.
0: Still so if, good stuff. If you do that, make sure you don't hurt anybody. Yeah. Right? Try, to, try not to do that.
1: <laughs> but yeah, I mean, we're fascinated with it. It's great stuff, um, and I hope we continue to ask these questions and really continue to look into it and everything.
0: It's definitely a, a fantastic breakthrough in science and humanity as a whole i think it would be but then see if we do that i'm gonna play devil's advocate here if we can go into parallel universes are we gonna screw them up like we've screwed up our own universe because that is a high probability and it's 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 uh something you have to look into uh
1: it's the thing about and also, people and their imagination. I mean, there's going to be always people who want to go and fi- found a new utopia and alternate dimension and like, let's all be friends, I'll find my own self and we'll be brothers forever, yay! And then there's other people who are like, oh man, my brother's a jerk, he just wants to take over the world and do Hitler things and our universe is not as dangerous as his so he's going to come over and do it now. Oh,
0: man. And also, too, let's let's look at something in, well, in terms of if you... I don't know if this is the case, but if you go over to a parallel dimension, you meet yourself. If you're composed of the same matter, I don't think you can exist in the same space at the same time. Paradox theory. So, th- so then what happens? Does, does the universe just blow up? Because if so, I don't want anybody going to go into a parallel universe. Because I feel like all of our universes would just be in a constant explosion. And I'm talking like Michael Bay to the millionth power explosions you thought you'd seen Transformers explosions <laughs> this is a whole different level of explosions
1: so yeah good and, stuff and I was gonna mention this and I got like I had it and then I lost it which is why I said what I said anyway but now, um, now that I remember it, if any of you out there, or if you know anybody who is not listening to the show, who might have any information or, or who believes something that hey, I've interacted with the parallel dimension, I believe that this happened. I've done my own research, etc. Uh, talk to us about it. Go to the um, this Uncanny Earth official group on Facebook. It's a public group. Um, well, I, I think it's it's like we have to approve you joining. closed. Yeah, we so you, approve you. You can find it. You just have to send it in because there's a lot of bots and a lot of like spam and things going around. So, but so far we haven't I'm... had that issue. I think we've approved almost everybody that's wanted to join. So it's not exclusive. It's not one of those things where like you gotta be named Jake and you have to work at three McDonald's over the course of seven years and uh, no poindexters allowed or Doyle rules. So no, we're not doing that.
0: Right. We're not. We're not hardcore. Already. We're not gonna. <laughs> You know, sit there and, and, and make you go through a rigorous test. We just, uh, you know, I don't want to see people posting Ray Bans for 50% off because yeah. we'll get the boot. You'll get the boot.
1: Well, probably yeah, what we we'll want to do encourage- first is we'll make sure that you change your password. And then if we still see it, then we'll know that you're not to be trusted.
0: <laughs> yes. Um, so, you know, the people that are in the group, we had some new members join this week. We appreciate you folks being in the group. Start contributing, start telling us what you think. Don't be shy. You know, the, the the best thing to do in, in, in this aspect or this realm of studying that we're doing is to, is to, you know, put your thoughts out there. Put your ideas out there. Because what we're going to do is we're going to absorb them. We're going to put some more thoughts and ideas out there. And the more thoughts and ideas that are put out into the ether, into the into space, the more everybody can absorb. And then everybody starts learning from everybody else. And then it's a, it's a great reaction. Hmm. And maybe somebody together from our group. Hey. I figured out a way the parallel dimensions can exist. Boom. You get the Nobel Peace Prize. Next thing you know, you mention this uncanny earth in the State of the Union because you're now the president. Boom. We blow up. Boom. <laughs> there it is. A lot of booms. A lot of Michael Bay action going on right now. Absolutely. Just explosions.
1: <laughs> hey, you know, side note, you know Michael Bay is the executive producer for the new live action Dora the Explorer movie, right?
0: It should be called "Door of the Explosion movie. <laughs> I'm kind of like, oh, <laughs> man.
1: But, uh, side note, let's, let's move side on from that, because this is obviously a parallel dimension where these kind of weird things are happening.
0: <laughs> yes, it's, it is most definitely a parallel dimension. <laughs> now, this week, uh, it, now, now we're getting, getting to the close of the first hour here. And at the end, towards the end of the close of the first hour, I like to do a, this uncanny spotlight on just something i find to be uncanny whether it's pop culture whether it's like last week it was uh what was his name edward mordrake i think mm-hmm. it was the man's name with the face in the back of his head and yeah, that yeah, was submitted by jason dogging Link.
1: on him too oh man poor eddie it
0: doesn't exist oh, it that man. Wasn't, it wasn't a real person right it wasn't real it wasn't real
1: <laughs> i'm still so, sore about it <clears throat>
0: I can tell you, you're upset. Jason didn't much care. He was like, come on, man. You got to believe in it, bro. What are you doing? See? I was like, no. I don't buy into your... I don't buy into your more Drake conspiracies.
1: Less Drake. <laughs> Less
0: Drake. St. <laughs> Germain will be proud of that joke.
1: Hey. Let's give
0: St. Germain a round of applause. We haven't done that today. Let's give him a oh, round of Oh, all right.
1: Here we go. Yeah. here One round of applause for uh, for Mr. St. Germain.
0: For the Count. He, he prefers Count. Count. The Count. There it is. Okay. So this week I'm taking the spotlight. I think next week we'll let Spider do it, and the week after that we'll let somebody else give it, and then we'll talk about it. I'm going to mention to you folks a good uh, pop culture video game, one of my personal favorites, and I think we'll talk about this if we haven't on a future show. Maybe do it on esoteric beliefs in terms of religion or spirituality. But I'm going to talk about El Shaddai, the Ascension of the Metatron. And that's for the Xbox 360 and the PS3. I do not believe it's for PC. If it is, let me know in the comments. This game is is a rough. Uh, it, it, it's it's a it's I wouldn't say rough, but it's a different take on the Enochian books. Uh, First Enoch only, not second or third Enoch. But uh, it stars Enoch, um, and he's he's sent by God to basically fix uh, Semyaza and his. Motley crew of angels. Now, if anybody's ever read the Book of Enoch, I have, and not not to toot my own horn like I've read it, and you probably have it, you bunch of bums. No, but you should read it. It's very good. Uh, I think there's there's three books. The first one I'm the most familiar with because it it, it has um, a lot of ta- it has it, it basically ties in with the Book of the Giants. And if you haven't read the Book of the Giants, I recommend reading that too. But this game stars Enoch, and you go realm to realm that these angels have, these fallen angels have, or these watchers, so to speak. And each one has a different um, dimension. So Azazel has one, Semyaza has one, uh, Ezekiel, but I don't think it's to be the same Ezekiel as the Bible. It's a, it's a different Ezekiel, and, and each of them is a boss. But I only believe you fight maybe three or four of them. I wanted to fight the rest of them. I didn't get a chance to. It's still a fantastic game. It's a platforming third person. Uh, and then there's a part where you actually uh, can go into the underworld, so to speak, and you're at the bottom and you have to start climbing your way out and you, you meet Ishmael, and in this version in this, in this version, it's a female and you you pick up artifacts that she has left behind and then you learn some some things about her and overall it's a it's a fantastic title i don't think spiders played i think he knows about it i think i probably discussed mm-hmm. it with him before cuz anybody that knows me knows i'm i'm a big i'm fascinated with the book of enoch i have been for a very very long time uh, probably 10 plus years I, I i sort of went through a shift in my uh, personal beliefs and and personal um, reflections of life R- around 10 years ago 10 plus years ago and I started getting into Zachariah's itching books I started getting into uh, uh, Dr. Kaku's books I started getting into you know, the deeper esoteric religious beliefs not that I believe in these beliefs but I just found them to be fascinating to read and then piece together with ancient history so this game spoke to me on that level and maybe I shifted into a parallel dimension which I'm I'm fine with I'm grateful for that. And uh, I picked this game up. I believe it was released... 2000... I want to say 2011. Around 2011. And uh, it's a fantastic game. If you like a good... It's a good platforming uh, combat. The weapons you get are... are, uh, These two gigantic shields. You get blades and you get a form of a gun. And you can use these to fight the different minions that these angels send at you. And, and one of my favorite parts, and, and this is um, almost taken from the book of Enoch, because if you read it, when the angels come down, they, they teach mankind in the ways of, uh, so makeup was one thing. Astrology was another thing. How to make weapons was, a, was a, another thing separate from that. Sorcery, supposedly alchemy, um, dealing with herbs, things of that nature. And in this game, one of the first levels, you see all these towers in the distance. And you're, you're kind of going, you're winding around a path. And you can hear this singing. And the best way I can describe this song, and, and I have it. I actually have the soundtrack because it's such a fantastic soundtrack. Uh, it sounds a lot, it reminds me a lot of um, African tribal music, so to speak it's, it's, it's really fantastic, um, uh, uh, music to listen to. So, but the, the, the key point of this, sorry, I know, I know it sounds like I'm rambling, but the people are worshiping below as you're, as you're walking around and, and you're, uh, you're hearing these sort of chants and and, 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 and praises for these angels because the angels themselves have manipulated society into thinking that, you know, uh, they're, they're helping them. And in the Book of Enoch itself, it, it, that's actually a, a thing. And, and they do um, help people, though, you know, later on, God takes care of that and basically chains them up and puts them at the bottom of or actually traps them in the earth. And I think, Spider, we had talked about this um, I want to say, man, I don't know how long ago that was.
1: Do you maybe one of the first about? couple, because uh, we talked about the Watchers during our Ancient Aliens, so it might have been in At, the first episode.
0: We did talk about that, but I thought it was maybe a little bit, uh, maybe a little bit sooner. Oh well, I mean, you know, like I said, I, I'm not, I'm not hundred uh, percent sure when we talked about that. Anyways, well we've talked about
1: it before the show. Like we've talked about it before the show was a thing, so
0: I believe the the song itself is called Endless Departure. I could be wrong. You can YouTube the whole soundtrack, which I definitely recommend doing and and listening to it because it is fantastic. There's there's a there's really good um sound in this game. <clears throat> it wasn't it's kind of a of a of a cult style game, like it didn't get real big uh praise and it didn't sell, you know, the, the Call of Duty numbers that games usually sell um, these days. are your higher budget games, but it's a really good, solid title. You know, read the Book of Enoch first. It's not very long. It, it, I believe you can probably read it in about an hour, if that. The, the first book, the second and third might take you a little bit longer if you want to sit down and study. But the first book. And then uh, read its companion book. Uh, the Tale of the Giants, I believe it's called. Read that, and then play the game, and, and and you should be good to go. I don't believe it's too expensive. I could be wrong. I got it when it was released, you know, pretty much close to the release date because I had been reading about it and hearing something about it. I'm like, I'll come and pick that up. So, you know, pick that up. I, I believe it should be relatively cheap. If it's not, you know, it is what it is, but maybe they'll do a remaster, fingers crossed, or maybe a part two and that's El Shaddai ascension of the Metatron and and just uh, just to clear that up the Metatron is Enoch. So because in the, in the Bible Enoch is just talked about having a relationship with God in the game he is and in uh first Enoch he is. So and and a lot of the time the the watchers will talk to Enoch and and, and uh, try to have him intercede on their behalf to God and then God tells you know Enoch, hey, no, you you guys messed up, so on and so forth. I don't want to bore you with all the with all of it, but go read it. Go read First D. Go play the game, El Shaddai, Ascension of the Metatron. If I had to rate it, I'd probably give it a 4 out of 5 because I wish it would have been a little bit longer and had a little bit more of the angels in it than you know the 4 they had because there's many more angels they had and, and I would have liked to see some of the giants, more of the giants' story unfolded. So, good stuff. Good stuff. I like it
1: so um we're about halfway through this show we're gonna go ahead and play our um our station identifier and uh give you a look at what other shows we have during the week at the let's talk about the music radio network and um i'm gonna be making a new one of those probably real soon because we have a whole week's worth of shows now uh, i'm gonna mention the first two that aren't in the little ad that i'm gonna do for you here um we have a, a morning show on mondays that's uh, the station on Michelle's is doing so check that out um, the exact time you're gonna have to go to the website let's talk about the Music.com, and um, and and check it out and see what the timing is and then on Tuesday nights we have the Stan girls just a pair of, of uh, podcaster ladies who are new to the radio network they've been doing podcasting for a while they usually talk about celebrity news gossip music world stuff and uh, they usually have top 10 lists all, all that good stuff so if you're looking for a, um, a more traditional um pop culture podcast radio show kind of thing they're a good choice otherwise listen to what we got in my little spy here and we'll be back hey everybody it's your good friend spider from let's talk about the music radio network here to tell you about all the quality content that we have for you to listen to every week On Wednesday night at 11 p.m. Eastern Time, 8 Pacific, is the Let's Talk About the Music radio show. It's our flagship show. It sets the cornerstone of the whole network. We talk to a wide range of industry professionals in the entertainment business, and we get their opinions on all kinds of things, controversial or otherwise. Tune in. On Thursday nights, it's the brand new This Uncanny Earth. 10 p.m. Eastern Time, 7 p.m. Pacific, where we talk about a wide variety of paranormal experiences, paranormal instances, and anything else that ends with the ha ha ha. You knew we'd have to stick a joke in there somewhere. So tune into that with me and my good buddy Rob every week. Get to the chat room, get to the Facebook group, this Uncanny Earth Official, and let's hear your opinions. On Friday nights, every week, 9.30 p.m. Eastern Time, 6.30 p.m. Pacific, you have the Dirty Rotten Weekend with me, and I'm going to be playing the best underground indie music for you, uncensored, unfiltered, commercial-free for a couple hours for your listening pleasure. And that's what we got. Tune in every week and listen on demand on a wide variety of streaming services. I look forward to seeing you in the chat room.
0: Oh Saint Germain, you tell that joke all the time. Welcome <laughs> back. And we're back. I want to make a quick correction. It wasn't Ishmael in El Shaddai, Central of the Metatron, it was Ishtar. So just one just kinda of wanted to make that correction there. In case anybody out there in, in uh, Radio Lynn was like, that's not right. Well, I fixed it, so there you go. Now, we're back to parallel dimensions, universes, multiverses, versus, versus, versus now we're gonna get into some of the pop culture stuff. Now you're thinking, well, I don't, but maybe in a parallel dimension, I would know what you were thinking. So, but we're, I'm I'm gonna go ahead and start with a couple books. Uh, one of uh, one of the big, uh, bigger uh, books in terms of of uh, parallel dimensions or a par- parallel reality is a is an older book. It's called The Chronicles of Narnia by C.S. Lewis, and it. Revolves around some children that find a different dimension or different universe, different dimension, in the wardrobe. You know, the first book is called "The Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe." It revolves around uh, Aslan, who's the lion, and uh, the White Witch, and there's some battle in there and some things that go on. A lot of Christian allegory there and some uh, Greek uh, mythology and stuff like that throughout, but. It kind of showcases the concept of a parallel dimension, but this is more on the lines of how you enter a parallel dimension and you can leave that dimension. It's not something you kind of get forced into or you get uh, pushed into without having a chance to go back. So I definitely definitely recommend reading at least the first book so you get a kind of a feel for the rest of them. I enjoyed the first one. It's been a very long time since I've read it, probably <laughs> since I was a... a a kid, maybe. I mean, it was a real, it was real uh, big in school when I was mm-hmm. growing up. Not that it was released when I was growing up. I'm not an old man. <laughs> but, there's a long you know, a of the
1: series t- of books t- to it t- too. I mean, it's multiple books. Yeah. There's, I think, at the, at like five or six books, and right now there's uh, like three movies, mm-hmm. if I remember right. There's, I think, there's three.
0: The last battle is the last book. That's, I think, there's the like the prince of. Caspian,
1: Prince Caspian, the, Caspian the Silver C. Chair,
0: Prince, something right. I've only read like the first book because that was all we were required to, and I didn't really try to, you know, read the rest of them. Not that they weren't a, they weren't good books. I just, I don't know for whatever reason I didn't read it. Have you read them, Spider?
1: I think I've read all of them. It's been a, such a long time though, because I read them when I was younger. Um, I know I read up to at least the Silver Chair, which um, was I think the third one or maybe the fourth one. I can't remember if I read Prince Caspian first or afterwards, but um pretty sure. I have not seen any of the movies though. I I saw a movie that was an old like um maybe BBC produced movie back in the day, but none of the modern Hollywood adaptations.
0: Now, I've seen the first two, I believe. I saw the first one in the theater actually. It was it was a pretty good movie. Uh, I enjoyed it. it it was pretty faithful to the book as, as as faithful as a book could be to a movie or as faithful as a movie could be to a book I should say uh, without you know I mean there's only so much you can do if they would actually take a book and make it into a movie exactly you know line for lines you know part for part you would have a four hour movie mm. on your hand so you know in the, in the, in the essence of time uh, the next book I'm going to uh, talk about is a book by Mr. Isaac Asimov called Men Like Gods. Now, this book is set in the summer of 1921, and a Mr. Barnstaple is a journalist working in London and living in... Let me make sure I get this right. Sydenham. Uh, he's grown uh, dispirited at his newspaper job. It's called The Liberal and result, and just he wants to take a holiday. He's like, I gotta get out of here. I gotta go do something. Now, for those of you that don't know... In the UK, a holiday is just like a vacation. It's not like you know I'm going to go take a Christmas break in the middle of July. A holiday for them is just a vacation. Uh, so he basically um, leaves. He goes on this vacation, and his plans get disrupted when two when when him and two other automobiles are accidentally transported into another world. Uh, and this world is called Utopia and utopia mirrors art, but has different changes for example uh, the, 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 the crucifixion of Jesus Christ is on a wheel instead of a cross uh, there's a couple other minor changes that was the big one and you know no offense to anybody who, who is a uh, father of that belief system I just wanted to you know I felt like that was the most extreme part of that to put out there uh, there's three books to it I definitely recommend them. The problem with Isaac Asimov books, though, is if you're not into his writing style, you're going to be hard-pressed to finish it. I really enjoyed I, Robot. I enjoyed uh, Nightfall that he uh, wrote with uh, Robert Silverberg. I really enjoy Robert Silverberg's works. So Foundation was good. But if you're not really into his writing style, because he he does kind of go off on kind of the science fiction tangent at times in the stories, I don't know about Spider how much Asimov he's read, but uh, I'm a big fan. Spider, Mm -hmm. yourself?
1: I enjoy it. I've read sparingly bits and pieces so I can't name one off the top of my head that would be my favorite right off. But um, I have enjoyed a lot of his writing. Um, It it can be a little dry depending because of the time frame that he lived and where he came from. Because a lot of the older authors, they wrote in a way that, that was ex- exciting at the time because that's how people talked and interacted and it was less you didn't have these big action movies and things diluting your attention so books didn't have to be so boom 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 boom, 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 boom everything happening on mm-hmm. the page so um it's a lot like the tolkien kind of stuff it's very dry it's very kind of drawn out and lengthy because that's what was written at the time so but if you get into it give us some time really kind of let it digest and and kind of visualize the events happening i, I think it might help um, get through some of that.
0: And I, I'm a big fan of science fiction in general. It's probably my favorite genre of books and movies and, and things of that nature. so it was, I, it was a little bit easier for me to, to get into it. But then like on the flip side of that, like horror in terms of uh, uh, Lovecraft, it's really hard for me to read HP Lovecraft books because the style of, of, of speaking when he was living is a lot different than ours. Not to say that I'm like, I want to read a book with a bunch of slang or, or, or you know, words of that nature. But it's just like, he writes in a way that's kind of dry at parts. And you kind of get led on a, a wild goose chase with a lot of his works. Um, but he does have some good stuff. Uh, I, I, you know, as, as a side note, the uh, In the Mountain of Madness was pretty good. Dunwich Horror was pretty good. So and a lot of his are short stories too so it's not like you really have to take a novel and sit there and read it you know like Asimov like Spider said a lot of it is dry Foundation especially if you're not really into science fiction but you're looking just to read something uh, in terms of science fiction Foundation is not where I would recommend you start maybe start with the iRobot book because that's pretty cool it's, it's some, some, made up of some different stories and such that they had turned into a movie with Will Smith as most people know it was a good movie or a, a good book, and I enjoyed the movie too. But getting back to getting back to the, the the topic at hand, another fantastic book, but in my opinion, an even better series, is *The Man in the High Castle* by Philip K. Dick. This story basically revolves around uh, what would happen if Nazi Germany had won World War II and had taken over, you know, part of the United States. Now. The, the, the Amazon Prime has that series, and it's in now, I believe, they're filming for the fourth season. And the, the, the TV shows, so this is kind of like my segue into, into our, our visual aspects. Mm. And then if Spider wants to jump in with a book, he can. But the, the, uh, what I find to be awesome about this series is just the fact that, you know, uh, Germany nukes the United States, they nuke Washington. And so that's how they pretty much, you know, get a foothold in the United States. They take, they take over New York. They make New York the capital of the Reich in the United, in the, in the United States, in North America. And then Japan takes the, the West Coast. So they take California, Oregon, you know, up and down there. And then the middle of the United States is considered the neutral zone. And then you have kind of some, some, some interactions. And then the man in like castle... Is actually a guy that has film reels, and these film reels, they go up and and they show the the Allies ones. So, it's, it's it shows our dimension. It shows our current reality. So, in their dimension, in their parallel universe, it's not the same. And uh, um, Mangle, he comes up with an, a way to actually send folks over. And you can read about Doctor Mangle, the jerk. This is what I'm going to call him. He's a real scumbag. He finds a way to send people over, um, to these other dimensions. But the way the films come over is through what are known as travelers. And they can basically go into a form of meditation and project themselves into our dimension or in, or into, I'm sorry, into, into other dimensions. So that's how they get there. And then there's, there's a lot of, uh, political intrigue and I don't mean political intrigue like current political climate stuff I just mean you know political in terms of you know they're dealing with the Fuhrer and they're dealing with Himmler and they're dealing with that the, the, the Nazi hierarchy and they're dealing with the Japanese hierarchy and the customs and cultures that go along with those two countries at that time period so I definitely recommend reading it the book isn't and, and you know this is, this is one of the few times I'm going to say that the book isn't as good as the show but I understand why, because they can develop the show better and really kind of bring the characters to life. But I do recommend reading the book and then watch the, the, the series, because I, I enjoyed them both. So Man in the High Castle by Philip K. Dick.
1: Now, I actually have a book myself this week, and I just thought about it, because I, uh, it was something that I probably should have known about and didn't really think about. <clears throat> but um, it's called Great Apes by Will Self. And it was a really strange, and it's a really kind of, uh... It's not for the faint of heart, okay? There's a lot of really kind of transgressive things in here. There's a lot of language. There's a lot of things that are just like, oh, man, what the... what? So, it's going to be off-putting to a lot of people, but if you're into the kind of stuff that, that push, pushes some boundaries and makes you kind of think outside of a, a comfortable little box, by all means, um, it's, not for, uh, it's not for people who need a safe space. I'll say that. Um... <laughs> That was probably rude, but you know what? That's it, It's that kind of a book. You, if you read it, you'll get into it. Anybody who knows stuff by Chuck Palahniuk will know those kind of books. He's a guy who wrote Fight uh, Fight Club and all that other kind of stuff. He has a really, like, brutal fighting style in descriptions and everything. This is a lot like that. The way the book goes is, um, and I'm going to paraphrase a couple things here. It's uh, There's a, a, a painter in London named Simon Dykes He's, um, he's part of the, uh, the kind of people that are just in it for, oh, I'm a famous painter, I'm an artiste, uh, people should respect me, and blah, 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 I'm gonna go out and party and do all this stuff, and he, he goes to party after party after party, does massive, massive, massive amounts of drugs everywhere he goes, and, uh, there's a lot of sleeping with different people and all kinds of things, and, um, after a, a super ridiculously long binge, He's he's basically lost. Like he's losing who he is, and he doesn't know what to do about it. He he doesn't feel like he can still make art the way he did because he doesn't understand who he is. All this kind of stuff. A lot of like internal things that he's trying to cover up with all of the excessive, um, all the excessive stuff that he's doing. So he eventually passes out, wakes up with his girlfriend, and his girlfriend is abruptly not his girlfriend. It's a chimpanzee. And she's she talks, She wears, they wear clothes, all this kind of stuff. And it's like all normal. And he's just freaked out, obviously. He's like, what is this? So he goes out and he, he calls somebody. He's like, I think I'm having a psychotic breakdown. And the team that comes out to him, the medical team, is also apes. And everyone else that he meets in the world is an ape. And so the entirety of the book is him trying to adjust to a society that's like <coughs> ours, but with apes acting like apes do. With our kind of sensibilities and and, and things like that. And uh, eventually, by the end of the book, he realizes that he himself is an ape and has been the entire time.
0: So then, uh, I know. Is is it Charlton Heston? Is he like, (laughs) damn you, dirty
1: apes. And then you have to wonder, because then he wonders, because they're trying to convince him this entire time, because he keeps telling them, I'm human. And they're like, no, no, you're an ape like us. You're not human at all. So he's trying to go through the whole book, retaining the fact that he's still a human. And by the end, he accepts that he's an ape. He looks like an ape in the mirror, all these other things. And then you have to wonder, Is was he an ape the entire time? Did he slip into a parallel dimension? Is everybody else an ape, or is he psychotic right now? And the whole thing is a new psychotic break with the world. Uh, so it, it's a really interesting book. It, it's, it gets really crazy. I mean, let me tell you, um, apes just mate whenever they want to with whoever they want to and so imagine that kind of stuff just happening in the middle of the street in a society of dressed up like us going to work like us all this other stuff all of a sudden you stop you do what you want and just rampant everywhere and like eating things and just it's crazy insane so if you're looking for a really bizarre possible parallel universe kind of thing that might shock you might make you never take a book recommendation by me ever again then uh Great Apes by Will Self. I enjoyed it. I'm I gonna liked go, it.
0: I'm going to go ahead and pass. That sounds like nothing I want to be involved in. I Unless liked it. It was, it was interesting. yelling about apes and there's a Statue of Liberty that has basically fallen over and it's halfway in the ocean, I have nothing to do with your weirdo ape uh, mating in the middle of the street during rush hour traffic. Isn't and in good. arguments,
1: they they throw poop at each other like it's something oh, normal and I mean, nobody I, feels like I different mean, about it. I mean, of
0: course they do. Of course apes. they do.
1: You know? Of course they do. So, you know, it's crazy. I I was unprepared for the book when I first picked it up. Like, I read the little thing inside the, the jacket. I'm like, oh, okay. And it was a book I'd had my eye on for a while. And I was just like, I don't know if I'm going to like this or not. It's, it looks weird. It looks like it might be dumb. But I got to it and I read it and I was like, this is a really insane book. This is pretty awesome. And it's, it's one of those difficult books about identity and all those other kinds of things. So I recommend it for what it is. It's not going to be for everybody. Again, if you... If you were into books like the guy who wrote Fight Club, Chuck Palahniuk, and if you've read those books, you already know. If you haven't, you might want to, you know, have something calming to drink before you try to rerun. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't know. I don't know where we're going sorry. from here either. <laughs> I don't
0: know. I don't know I did.
1: Um, Do you have any other books? Um, I do. That's the first one that came to mind. I do want to mention in the uh, chat room because usually, usually our buddy Jason Link is in the chat room chatting it up. Oh, and um, and I don't Chatted, make a ch- big ch- deal out of it because I'm hoping that many other people will eventually. If you're listening to the show, please, you know, come into the chat room, talk to Jason, talk to each other. The chat room is for right. you guys to talk to each other about what we're talking about. It's not and for listen, us to Jason, constantly...
0: We appreciate you being in the chat room. This isn't us "Hey, why is Jason in there?"
1: 100%. I want people to join Jason and talk with him in the chat room.
0: I do too. I don't want Jason to talk to himself.
1: <laughs> but yeah, he yeah. mentioned um, earlier in the show, like right when we started, he asked if we'd watched the Flash TV series.
0: Oh, yeah. Um
1: I have not. I know many people that have, but they get into the Flash series and the Flash comics get into multiple universes all yep. the time. Like the Flash himself isn't always one person. The Flash, many people have worn the Flash costume at the same time in multiple universes. Not like, oh, this is future Flash. That's right. This is future Flash. This is past Flash. No, it's none of that. It's all... We are all the Flash right now. And they form a society, too. They form, like, the Speedster Society or something like that, don't they? And it gets a little like, wow, this is crazy because they are all the Flash, but they're all different people. So Jason recommends that. He's really into it. Um, Anybody else who's uh, into comic book character stuff or, or superheroes or DC or whatever all that kind of stuff check it out um, definitely worth a watch from what I hear
0: um, I am I also want to point out that Jason Link has said there has to be a pair there has to be one and by one he means another universe but there's a bunch of macho men Randy because <laughs> let me tell you something yeah that would be fantastic yeah we'd like that a lot yeah so you never know there could be definitely I I would like to see that world because it'd just be non-stop yelling and
1: elbow drops wrestling
0: elbow Elbow drops drops. and Mean Gene rest in peace somewhere just being like Moch Talos and he'd be like I'm the cream of the crop and Tito Santana's yesterday's news yeah (laughs) now if Tito Santana's listening you come on the show but I still think you're yesterday's news so you know what do you got to do
1: well if we talk to him next week he'd be last week's news
0: Oh yeah your last week's news yeah see what you did there, yeah. Like Any more books there, Spider from the from the bookstore?
1: Uh well let's see. I've got because um, 'cause I've got a lot of books. I've got uh I've got genre specific books, like I've got Star Wars and Star Trek and those kind of things, and I've got uh I've got different things like that. Um I do have a book I have to remember what the uh, what the title of it is. Um, it, it's a book of uh, of stories, like like nursery rhyme kind of fairy tale stories, but retold in a slightly different universe. Um, like uh, I'm not super. Fam- I've read it before, way way back. My sisters used to watch the miniseries on TV years and years ago. Uh, Anne of Green Gables. That might have a new one out now. I don't know. But there's, um, one of the stories is Android of Green Gables, and (laughs) it basically replaces her as a main character. Instead of just an orphan, she's an android, and so the family adopts her as a robot, and so it's super interesting. The end story is a mishmash of a bunch of different things. It's a mishmash of the Briar Rabbit uh, stories. Which um, which are kind of controversial these days because of the Tar Baby stuff and all that kind of thing. But it's not. I I don't think really it was racist at the time. I I still don't think it's racist now. But anybody, go check that out. But um, it mixes those with um, with uh, Huck Finn. Is it called? Is it called um,
0: Required Reading Remixed?
1: No, no. It's probably similar. They
0: have that. They have ones called Android and Green Gables. Little Women in Black. Senator Joe McCarthy versus Killer Frogs. The Mob versus Witchcraft.
1: It probably took a few of the same stories. Like, Android was probably moved in a couple uh, collections. This particular story, like I said, it's really interesting because it's got Tom Sawyer, Huck Finn, the Brer Rabbit things. And they're on an island that appears under a certain moon where there's cultists trying to raise Cthulhu. So totally insane because why not? Why it's not? crazy why it's such not? a mismatch and, but you read it and you're just like wow this kind of makes sense but it's just it's bizarre and so you know if I could remember what the book was called it's on my shelf I just can't see my shelf from here here you know what entertain the guests for a minute I'm going to go take a look at the shelf <laughs> okay. I'm just going to get well, up he's and wander little, over there
0: while he's taking a look at the shelf I'm going to give some uh, nods to a couple TV shows one Futurama. I'm sure a lot of you out there have watched Futurama with Fry and Professor Farnsworth. This episode is titled The Farnsworth Paradox. And in this episode, the team, L- Layla and, and Nibbler, 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 I can't even talk. Nibbler, Fry, Bender, the whole crew, finds a box. And the box has multiple universes in it. And so there are different things that, that act and react. Another TV show that... Uh, some of you with children, or some some of you may have watched. The Jimmy Timmy Power Hour. And that was Jimmy Neutron and the Fairly Odd Parents. And their two universes come together. So, just a couple TV shows there. There's also a Twilight Zone episode in Season 4. If anybody knows about Season 4 of the Twilight Zone episodes, this was up to hour-long episodes instead of your traditional half-hour episodes. And it's called uh, The Parallel. And in this one, a man takes off on a rocket ship lands on a planet, different things, uh, you know, uh, occur in his life, but he's still the same guy, just he's, he has a different life. Um, there's another episode, I can't think of the name of it, but uh, a guy wakes up, um, his wife doesn't remember him, he's in a different uh, dimension, nobody remembers him, he goes back to sleep at the end, wakes up, sees his wife, but he doesn't know who she is, so it's kind of a, uh, a nice uh, ending. I know I kind of mash that together real quick but i'm i like twilight zone so i definitely recommend the twilight zone for that sort of thing because you're going to find all of that parallel universes monsters everything else you're going to find that in there spider are you back
1: i am back and uh, the book is called (laughs) classics mutilated
0: oh that doesn't sound bad at all
1: it does have a couple of the book of the stories that you mentioned uh little women in black android of green gables um it has a couple of others that were really interesting. Um, the book, the one that I mentioned the, about Huck Finn and all that is called Dread Island. Um, each of these stories are written by a different author, too. It's a collection. So, a um, compendium Ooh. of different stories. One of the more interesting ones is called Pocky Man. and uh, Like Japanese uh, candy? Pocky Man? I don't think it mentions the Pocky... I think what this is, it's about... Um, it's about someone who is a Pocky pet trainer and a pocky pet trainer is like a Pokemon trainer. They can't they didn't get the rights obviously to use the the same name, but it's very similar. And it talks about how they capture these things and they they, they have them battle it out because apparently the creatures can't die, so they always battle. It's like if Pokemon were a real thing and you're you're actually, you know. But um the story
0: minute. Pokemon isn't a real thing?
1: Uh oh story destroyed.
0: Yikes.
1: But um it goes through the story as if uh they set up a refuge and everything like that and um they start finding that some of them are getting killed and they're like, "Well, that's weird. They're not supposed to." And then they find out that some some of them are starting to kill people. And so they're really kind of like, "Oh, well, that's not supposed to happen." So it's a really interesting look at the Pokémon phenomena about how the light-hearted, oh, let's go catch a Pokemon and then battle it out, I about how the creatures might feel about it. And, uh, and if they would turn on the people who were using them for these kind of games. So, really kind of dark, really kind of twisted. The whole, every story in here is a lot like that. So, if you're into that kind of stuff, twisted fairy tale kind of things, check it out. Classics Mutilated. Uh, there's 13 stories in it, and, uh, and I enjoyed it. I got it a few years back. Um, and, uh, I really
0: Okay, so I jumped, now Spider, do you have any TV shows, unless you've got another book for us, you got any TV shows for us? Uh,
1: well, see, that's tough, because I don't really watch TV so much, I haven't watched TV in a long time, the only shows that I really watch are either my daughter's shows, which uh, I don't know how much parallel universe stuff there is about uh, Daniel Tiger's Neighborhood but um <laughs> i don't think he slipped into what, an alternate what dimension what um, about the
0: doctor do you know anything about the doctor in parallel i don't yeah, know anything about the doctor i did mention did that i
1: the doctor last i don't watch the show myself but again doctor who is a good uh, example of of someone who travels parallel universes time and space um that happens a lot they even have episodes of that are called things like dinosaurs in space if that tells you anything um so uh so, yeah, the Doctor Who franchise and series, it's huge. It has multiple seasons over many, many years with multiple different actors. Um, the most current one, a lot of people see it as a controversial thing because the the Doctor has never been a woman before, but this time the Doctor is. And I You know, get past your 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 gender stuff and don't worry about it. It's an entertaining show if you're into that kind of mm. thing. I'm, I'm not super worried about it. It's not going to make me upset. The way they explain this, the, the Doctor's origins is he, she, it is a is an alien who's always they've been kind of androgynous and they pick a form whenever they're regenerated and they have a certain number of regenerations any time they die um, and he's for some reason or she or whatever incarnation he is at any time has tended to get more over time which kind of breaks some rules and they have some episodes dealing with that but um, it's a creature a, a sentient being that's not really bound by those kind of constraints so if you get past that you're not going to be too worried about it and it's not going to bother you too much. So, um.
0: I've never seen an episode. I just know it's like it's a big thing, and there's mm-hmm. the Dalek, or the Daleks, and there's the Tardis. There's I like no my like-
1: British broadcasting in certain forms at certain times. Like I get into Monty Python stuff, but I, I don't get into regular British sitcoms. I don't generally get into um, into the, the British produced TV shows. The cinematography is a thing I have an issue with. I, I just can't. I don't know. It takes me out of the immersion the way that they do their cinema, which is fine. I'm not going to say it's bad. I'm not going to rag on it or anything. I'm just saying it. it's it's difficult for me to uh, uh, to get into.
0: Now, see, I, I probably have like a handful of shows. Uh, Top Gear being one, the older Top Gear. Well, of course, uh, that's not, you know, a fiction
1: show, so that might be different. Right.
0: No, you're right. Um, uh, here's one that I'm not... Uh, whatever. The, the Great... British Bake Off, <laughs> <laughs> that's a parallel it, it, universe. Obviously, it, it was a, it was, it's, it's a, it's a bit of a guilty pleasure. I just like watching people make tasty treats because I like tasty treats myself. I like to eat Tasties tasty especially. treats. I, mean, man. So I was like, let's see what these folks can do. And of course, <laughs> the judging staff, and you got that one that's kind of a jerk. So that and uh, Count Duckula. If anybody's ever watched Count Duckula, I was a big fan of Count Duckula growing up. So that's it. I, I'm, I'm like Spider. I like. <laughs> I'm not really a big fan of British comedy per se. Just because it's it's a little bit on the drier end as opposed to, you know, American comedy's more slapstick, kinda in your face stuff. Though Benny Hill's pretty funny. I gotta mm. I gotta say Benny Hill is pretty funny. If I'm not mistaken that was that was uh English humor. I could be mm-hmm. wrong though. But so but uh, yeah, T V shows. So Spider only had a little bit and I had a little bit. Like I like Spider, I don't really watch too much T V. Yeah, I got
1: out of it. I've I've Mostly, if I watch a show, I watch sometimes a series on Netflix every so often, or yep. on Amazon Prime. I don't, um, I don't really get into TV. If I had to recommend one that was not Doctor Who, that was something that I'd actually seen before, um, let me think back a little bit and see if that there's, if there's something that comes up to mind right off the bat, because again, it's been a long time since I've really watched anything particular. Um, I was watching for a little while and I'm really on the fence about it and I don't know so much if it's parallel universes or or what you could describe it i get i guess kind of you could see it as that um, I was watching the uh, on stars the the series um made from the book uh, American gods and um the first season was was I'm, I still don't have a, an opinion on it. I liked a few of the episodes yeah. that came later. Like A couple of them were really, really excellent. But it started really messy and really rushed. And it ended kind of like, eh, uh, okay. Second season's coming up, and I don't have a lot of high hopes for it because of production problems they had leading up to it. So I don't know. Um, the
0: book was good. We we Both of us definitely recommend mm-hmm. the book. But I'm a spider on this one. The series... Now, he, he finished it. I didn't. I got to, I think, the third or fourth episode before I was like... It's just they're, they're, they're trying too hard. They're, they're like it, it was an example of them trying to please the people who read the book too much instead of just kind of like saying, okay, we're going to leave a little bit of this out. They try too also, hard to put I, everything I, in.
1: I think they're trying to get through all the book stuff first so that they, can, they can do original things in it, which I understand because you have to figure out ways to keep a show on TV, but I think it's going to endanger the, the running of the show in the long term because I think it's just too, yeah, I, there's too much going on.
0: I, I agree. On. I mean, there, and and let me just say too for anybody um, thinking about watching it or reading it, there is some like you know some seriously messed up or R rated things that happen in the book, almost hmm. X rated I would say, but not like it, it's it's not a pornographic material you know what I mean it's not it's not on that level but there some things that are kind of crazy, so I just before anybody jumps into it thinking oh it's going to be Pretty soft. There's no part of that book or show that's soft. It, right. it is like, it's kind of a mess. I'll just say that it's a it's a good book if you can push past kind of like the the, the, the like the the weird like, Spider was talking about the the great apes book and the mating. If you can get past the weirdness of that book, it's really good. What he goes through down the line, like there there there's a whole plot to it, and it's it's really good. Mm. It's about a thousand page book. I read it probably in a week maybe less because it was so good I was reading it wherever I went like because I couldn't stop reading it definitely in my in my top 10 um books of all time because it's it just a uh, fiction books it was a fantastic story but, but like spider said it's the 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 TV show's a mess it's it's it wants to be the book but then it doesn't want to be the book in parts so I, I don't know I, I don't have my yeah. hopes for season two I haven't even finished season one so there you go
1: very difficult, and I, I went on that whole sidetracks thinking about whether it was par, uh, parallel dimensions. And I don't think that was the intent of the book or those shows. So it's not. You can just skip all that and uh, and <laughs> re- pretend that part of the show didn't happen. <laughs> yeah, because we're not live, so
0: we can do, wait a minute. Uh oh, what? Hold on, I'm getting something from getting something from the count. We are live. We, we okay. There are men Counts in black actively listening in
1: every alive. week. They're hoping we mention them. They place bets in the office pool. I'm hoping to.
0: Yes. (laughs) Yeah, how many times, Bill? How many times? So we've covered books. We've covered TV shows. Let's talk about a couple movies, and then we will go into probably our favorite pop culture things, video games. Now, movie-wise, I have maybe one, maybe two. Um, The first one I'm going to talk about is Source Code. Now, my father recommended this movie to me I was like, you know, I'd seen the previous one. I'm like, oh, okay, you know, I don't doesn't 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 really look that cool. But then I watched it, and it, it uh, revolves around the story of Army Captain Coulter Stevens, as he continuously tries to save the train he is on from blowing up. There's a bomb on, it, and some things happen. I don't want to ruin the story for anybody who's who hasn't seen it yet. And I don't know if Spider's seen it. It's a pretty good story. Like he 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 goes into these different. He keeps trying to solve the 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 same. Uh, problem and does it differently and some other things happen I don't want to ruin it it's almost like that that uh, that that trash bag movie that I don't want to talk about <laughs> that spider liked that I couldn't stand but the difference is this source code's actually good unlike a
1: little bit yeah. of trivia it was uh, it was directed and produced by um, by the the director of moon. Which came out a a few years before that. Um, Moon is a sci-fi movie um, dealing with clones and things like that. Really good. The director, by the way, in a little bit of music-related geekery, is the son of uh, of the late Mr. David Bowie. So interesting little factoid for you there. He's a really talented filmmaker. Like I really liked Moon. Oh man, I loved Moon, and I haven't seen Source Code yet, but I've heard all kinds of good things about it. He has a new one out called Mute. It is more like a pet project. I, a lot of people say it's not as good, and I don't think it was supposed to be as good. I think it was just one of those films that he always wanted to make. Um, but uh so yeah, he has a third film out. I don't know if it deals with parallel universes as much like the like Source Code does, but um still, I anything by uh by Duncan Jones is um is worth watching in my opinion at this point.
0: Hmm. Now, another movie that I that I haven't seen in a long time is the one, and that stars Jet Li. And I'm not really going to say anything else about it, because I really think, you know, whoever's listening, go watch it. I, you know, I'm a big fan of martial arts and movies, so that's why I liked it. But I don't want to spoil anything about it because it was it was it was a really good flick. Jet Li's done some pretty good movies, so I I just want to kind of put that as like a little little point in here to definitely go watch that. So, Spider, what do you got?
1: How about uh, how about let's go way back in time to some comedy that may not strictly be parallel universe, but it kind of fits to a certain extent. Let's talk about Groundhog's Day with Bill Murray. Huh? Hey, huh? everybody likes Bill Murray. Uh, if you don't, you're absolutely insane. But um, Groundhog's Day is about a TV reporter who's kind of a jerk. He's kind of a turd, and uh, he's in town to cover Punxsutawney Phil, and see if he sees his shadow or not. And he's constantly trying to to get with a fellow, somebody in the town or I believe it's like the local reporter or something like that. I don't remember what her affiliation is. It's been a while Isn't since I Isn't that Andy
0: McDowell? It. Isn't Andy McDowell?
1: Well, he's in the movie too. No, she. Oh, she. she. Well, I thought you were talking about the other dude. Never mind. That always tells him, hey, it was a great day today. Oh, but yeah. um. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so he uh, he covers this thing. He gets shot down. He, he acts like a jerk. He's like, whatever. So he goes to sleep and he wakes up and the day repeats. It's the same day as it was before. Still Groundhog's Day. He goes out. He does things. He's just like, okay, whatever. So he figures he's just having deja vu. Every day after that becomes the same day. Every day he wakes up. And so he goes around. And at first he's uh, he goes back and forth. Sometimes he tries to enjoy himself. And then he gets so sick of it because he can't seem to get things right with this lady. And um, and so finally he's like, I, I got to get out of this loop. So he tries to... to end it in different ways he tries to kill himself and he tries driving off a cliff with the groundhog he tries drive, dropping dropping a, a toaster in the bathtub all kinds of stuff it, it gets really kind of morbid but it's ridiculous and he can't seem to break out of it and um, finally he just he, he has this uh, he invites her over he talks to her and they hang out and he tells her what's going on and she thinks he's crazy and all this kind of stuff and um, so eventually they fall asleep playing cards he doesn't do anything to her. He doesn't try to take advantage of her or anything like that. And they wake up, and uh, and it's the next day. It's not Groundhog's Day anymore. And um, so it, it it's one of those things where was he stuck in a parallel universe, like a loop of, uh, of the same thing over and over? Every day he made different decisions. So are those all going to be different versions of him eventually floating around? Questions and answers, all kinds of good stuff. But it's, it's, it's funny. It's got a, a good meaning behind it, so... It's an older movie, though, so you're going to do some digging. Um, but uh, Grand House Day with Bill Murray.
0: Now, I wanted to... Actually, I, I, I this came to me as I'm sitting here. But I wonder if A Christmas Carol could be considered a, a parallel universe. Since Scrooge basically goes into the, uh, the, the, the present and the future. And sees things playing out. Right, and he sees the, the future, he's dead and people don't don't like him and they're glad he's dead and they're selling mm. off his belongings and this, that, and the third and then he changes his reality into that one and now I, I want to take a quick second um, if, if you're searching YouTube for Parallel Dimensions there's a gentleman and his name escapes me at the moment but uh, one of the titles is it says how you can shift into a Parallel Dimension or I think one of the other ones is uh, going to a parallel dimension, warning you can't come back. Let me just state that there is no form. Uh, what he is talking about isn't actually like you being able to to to, to go into a parallel dimension like on uh, uh, Man High Castle. The way he discusses it is much like Scrooge. You just change your ways. So like you start thinking different. You start acting different. And based upon that, you will shift yourself into a parallel dimension and when he says you can't go back he's basically saying once you adapt this lifestyle you won't be able to return to your old ways so I just wanted to put that out there I know you're probably all like what is going on why is he (laughs) what but I I don't want any of you to be to to go to that and see that uh, that video and get really hyped for it because I did I was like oh I can can go into a parallel universe you know I didn't think that because I'm, I'm skeptical about things but I was like let's see what this is about and come to find out it's basically just changing how you how you think and feel and act so i want to put that out there but like i said scrooge i wonder if that would be a good example of a parallel universe since he's sort seen... of it's, it's
1: less visiting and more viewing um, right because he's seeing the events as they're happening at that time mm-hmm. for him so it's not like it's something that's happening right. later it's something that's happening right now in his continuity he just and he can't never act sees right. himself Right. He
0: never sees himself in it either. So, just just thought I'd bring that to the to the forefront there. Uh, Spider, do you have any more movies? If not, I'm gonna move on to the next segment.
1: Um, I'm sure I have a few, but I'm kind of drawing some blanks. I covered some of the big ones, and uh, mm-hmm. and I think I'm gonna leave it at that. So have at it.
0: Okay. Uh, I'm just gonna jump into some anime real quick. I know spiders like. Uh, I'm, I'm gonna sure. take
1: a break and drink some whiskey. <laughs>
0: <laughs> um. Uh, a, a pretty pretty good anime, uh, Naruto, had a movie called uh, Road to Ninja. And in this movie, uh, Naruto and Sakura are teleported to another world where the roles are basically reversed. Hinata is more aggressive. Uh, in, in the regular show, she's more timid and, and she's, she doesn't really talk much. She's rather shy. Kiba, who is,
1: uh,
0: his thing is he has a dog with him and, and he can kind of change it and grow it. He's more into cats than he has dogs, so he has a, a cat and, and things of that nature. So that was just something I wanted to throw out there. There's also uh, Full Metal Alchemist. When we discussed alchemy, I believe, on last week's show or the show before that, we uh, we discussed Full Metal Alchemist. You know, it was a great show. It had a movie called The Conqueror of Shambhala, and that deals with, with uh, parallel universes in that the one is dealing with World War II, as we dealt with World War II, and the other is dealing with World War II in an, an alchemical kind of form and fashion. So those are two just real quick anime titles I wanna throw out. I try to throw out anime stuff because it throws Spider into a into a into a into a rage. So he just <laughs> drinks more whiskey. But in the parallel universe, Spider actually loves anime. He's a big fan. Not this yeah. one though. And my glasses
1: are pink good. and <laughs> um I don't know where it's going with that. Probably something offensive.
0: You're a horrible person. But it's okay.
1: Rob so, does not wear pink glasses, by the way.
0: No, I do not.
1: He does need glasses, however.
0: Hey. Hey, 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 hey. Hey, hey, <laughs> hey. Stop snitching, stop lying. The DVD. Next take. Uh, you know what? You're going to pay for that. <laughs> yeah. But so it goes. now we're going to jump into probably our both uh, Spider and mine's personal favorite pop culture stuff. Video games. Video 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 games.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Not video killed the radio star because that wouldn't, that wouldn't I'd start into. singing. Uh so the first one I'm going to jump into here is the Life is Strange series. Now I've only played the first one. I haven't played uh The Calm Before the Storm with Chloe and I haven't played the second one yet. The first one stars Max Caulfield, a girl who can basically rewind time uh Shift into parallel dimensions. Um, it's a fantastic, fantastic uh, it, it, it's kind of like the it reminds me of the old point and click adventure games of old. Um, what <clears throat> without having to move the mouse, you use the it's on Xbox One, I believe the 360 maybe, PS4, maybe PS3, and PC. And so it involves on this 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 girl, Max Caulfield, and she has this power and she can you know, rewind time and, and, and visit, like I said, other dimensions. And the whole story revolves around her trying to find out who is the, uh, there are she's, she, they're looking for answers in terms of a friend named Rachel and she runs into one of her older friends, Chloe, and they're both kind of looking into what happened to Rachel. She basically just disappeared and spoilers. Give you guys a three second before I, before I say it, one, two, three. They find out that the teacher, Mr. Jefferson, is the actual uh, killer, and he's been taking pictures of girls, and and it it, it kind of goes into like a stalkerish thing. So, it's it's not for children. Uh, there is some language and there is some uh, violence. There's no nudity, but there's just some themes that go on. But what I really enjoyed about the game itself is that she could stare at pictures and sort of shift herself into that reality where the picture was taken and that was a that was kind of like an overarching theme of the story so I you know I enjoyed it it was it was a really solid kind of delve into a parallel universe and, and the choices you make in the game affect things that happen later on so if you haven't talked enough to this girl that's in the game to try to save her from from what she's going through she commits suicide you can stop that and there's ways to go about that and you deal with um because since max caulfield is actually a high school student you deal with all like the clicky and the peer pressure and that kind of stuff and she goes to a private academy and there's all these characters and it's it's a really well thought out game a real great uh story is involved and i and i i'm gonna leave it at that because i really don't want to spoil anything else even though i've already spoiled like the, the big thing in the story. But it's a lot deeper than that. And there's some characters you'll love, some characters you, you you're going to hate. I for one hated her best friend Chloe. I couldn't stand her. She was just terrible as as a person. I know a lot of people liked her and there was a big fan base that was like really into her and they were cosplaying as her, but I hated her. And that was that's that's the beauty of a game like that is that I it was it, I had such a hatred for her that like you you it was palpable because it just she would, she ruined uh different aspects of the story not ruined to where I didn't want to play but like ruined it to a point to where you're like I really want to do this but you have messed this up for me I can't do this. So Life is Strange the 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 very first one. I I don't I haven't played the others so I don't have an opinion on those yet. When I do maybe I'll talk about them in future installments but definitely pick them up. It's worth playing. I don't think Spider's played them. I know he has it. I started the first
1: one, but I I just haven't had any chance to really get too deep into it. It's one of those games where you really have to pay attention to stuff and really do a lot of the little things. And um, I have so many other games that I do that with sometimes already that too many all at once burns me out. So I'll get back to it, I'm sure, when I'm playing a lot of other more less cerebral games.
0: (laughs) And in terms of cerebral games, Spider has an abundance. Yeah. (laughs) I'm sure there'll be like 555 more. Oh, yeah. In in the
1: week. (laughs) Well, we're talking about games, though. Um, Let's talk about one that um, I played on my uh, my 360 a ways back. I don't believe it's backwards compatible, so I haven't played it on my Xbox One in a while. But um, it was an interesting game, and I'm pretty sure I finished it. I don't remember, but I think I finished it. Uh, The game was called Singularity. And it dealt with uh, what happened at Chernobyl with the, um, with the explosion and the, the nuclear meltdown and everything like that. And in the game, the nuclear meltdown wasn't specifically because it was a nuclear plant. It was because there was a research station there, um, dealing with unstable technology. And that's what caused the disaster. And you go there, and I forget the reason for going there. You're a soldier, you're, um, I believe you're, uh, an American soldier. And you're there with, um, with the daughter of one of the researchers and, uh, who, who disappeared there and you're trying to find some kind of answer, something like that. But you go there and you discover that there are mutated creatures running around there. Some of them are, some are humanoid, some of them aren't. And uh, you also find out that there's holes in the universe there. And when I say that, they're, they're, this is where the name Singularity comes from. There are singularities in, uh, in the universe between this one and a parallel universe, and they're crossing time. So you can go back and forth to times when, uh, when a room was, was, um, was complete and there were people working there and you can see things that happened and you can try to influence different things. The more you play around with that, the more it makes the whole situation unstable because you're trying to shut a gigantic singularity that's hovering over the, uh, over Chernobyl and, um, and you're supposed to shut it all down and, uh, and prevent, uh, the entire, both universes from being destroyed, which would wreck the time stream and all that kind of stuff. So, um, interesting, interesting game. I had fun. It's basically a shooter, like first person shooter, but you get a device that lets you alter the, the singular, the singularities and things like that. And, um, uh, super interesting. They took that same concept. Now that I think about it, they borrowed that concept for the game Titanfall 2. And uh, that's a more modern game that um, yeah, deals with you and a giant robot mech and things like that, and you battle other giant mechs and that kind of thing, first-person shooter, and, um, and you find a research station where a disaster happened as well, but they've since tried to perfect that technology, and they're trying to use that across the universe to battle a war, or fight a war, so... Interesting stuff. Um, Singularity, I've played. I've really enjoyed it. Titanfall 2, I really liked, although that's not really the focus of that game. That game is not so much about the parallel universe things, but um, Singularity was was pretty good from what I remember. Um, I remember starting it and getting kind of bored because there were a couple parts that were just really, really insanely difficult, but um, the whole game is, is relatively good. It's not a difficult overall game. It just has some, some difficult places. So... Uh, singularity, and then for a taste of the same kind of flavor, uh, Titanfall 2, about midway through that game.
0: Okay. Now, I'm going to talk about probably one of my favorite uh, parallel universe games. Life is Strange is one of them. The second one I'm going to talk about, though, is Bioshock Infinite. Um, anybody that's played the Bioshock series, the very first one is one of my all-time favorite games. It was, I loved it. I love the Art Deco atmosphere. Two, I didn't care for it until I replayed it a couple, I'd say about a year back, and I was like, oh, this is actually a pretty decent game once you get past some of the, some of the things in it. Uh, but Infinite, Infinite took my breath away in terms of just how amazing the game is. Uh, it doesn't take place underwater like the first Bioshock. Are the second. It takes place in the skies when the clouds. There's a city in the clouds called Columbia, and uh, basically, so uh, these, I believe they were they were physicists, but they were uh, the the Lutest twins. I think I said that last name right. They basically, uh, they're both from parallel universes. So she goes into another universe and pulls. Herself into that universe, but instead of it being a woman, it's a man. So they call themselves sister and brother, and they build this big city in the clouds by a guy named Father Comstock. Now, Father Comstock, and this is where uh, the game gets a little, I don't want to say offensive, I just want to say, I wouldn't have small kids playing it, and I'd be ready for, for a couple things, but uh, Father Comstock is a racist. There's no... I, I can't put it any other way than the fact that he is a racist. He believes in white supremacy, white superiority, and, and the, the the game itself reflects that in the different places that you go. It has a lot of uh, anti-Native American, anti-black, anti-Jew stuff. It's a great game. I don't want to... Yeah, the
1: game doesn't advocate... Uh, it's more a historical look right. at what was going on politically at the time. Right. What year is the game supposed to be in? It's supposed to be in the... the... The...
0: 19, I believe it was like 1919. It, it's the it's the it's the Americana years of the United States, right? So I'm I'm thinking it so because it basically takes place around the 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 uh, the World's Fair of Columbia, which I mm-hmm. believe was in Chicago, like 1920, I want to say. Um, so and and like I said, it's it doesn't advocate it, but in game the city the Columbia advocates, you know. Because that's uh, a sign a of the white times society. Again,
1: And because they remove themselves from, from the rest of the world, then they're stuck mm-hmm. in that thinking and they don't advance from it. Because because right. they secede course,
0: from the nation. Right. They secede. So you basically get a... Uh, a, a you get, so you bring the girl and the contract is, is fulfilled, or paid, is basically what it says. So you go up into the city of Columbia and you're looking for a girl. Um, what what is her name spider do you remember her name by all uh, chance elizabeth elizabeth thank you and you 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 basically rescue her from this tower that she lives in and there's a lot of uh a lot of paradoxes that go on in the game and i don't want to really spoil it for anybody because i it, it's a game i think everybody should play i think everybody should should put it in their their uh, xbox 360 ps3 xbox one ps4 pc and and give it a playthrough but uh, so so, what happens is once you get to the, the end of the game, and once again I'm going to give you a three count before I spoil it because I don't want anybody to, to get spoiled there one, two, three, spoilers even though I just said I don't want to ruin for anybody um, you are Father Comstock you are basically uh, him and different realities play out differently and there's different Elizabeths and different times, and Elizabeth is actually your daughter and there's a whole reasoning behind that and bring the girl and wipe away the debt. So you owe people and it's 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 really um it's a really good mental game and you know it, it showcases the the era of racism that America went through during that time. It showcases the the, the hate people had for people that were just different colored skin. Than you are yourself, or that uh, that they were, and then there's a whole group of 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 that, and then there's a part in the middle of the game. I would say when you say it was the middle where where the reality shifts,
1: mm-hmm.
0: and the reality shifts, and uh, and then the, the story changes, and it, it's it's. I know you're listening. And you're like, man, you really sound like it's confusing You're really confusing me right now. But play it, play it, and then you know go from there. Spider, if you want to add in on that.
1: It is pretty good. I'm not going to add too much because we're we're about four minutes away from the end of the show. I'm not done. So um, I'm just going to basically say, hey, if you've liked anything that you've heard tonight, feel free to check it out. Um, we don't usually try to recommend things we're not really into. I mean, occasionally stuff like Doctor Who comes up where it's a big phenomenon, and we have to mention it because it's just it's just so big that you're going to be remiss if you don't look into it at least. But um, for most of the time, we we advocate the stuff that we enjoy, and uh, it gives you a little bit of insight in in how the show gets put together so um but that being said real real quick um just a one word final thoughts parallel dimension dimensions yes or no yes there's a yes from my end also a yes anybody who's interested in discussing that further and get into the more nitty-gritty reasons for it let's talk in the facebook group if anybody posts and says hey i want to know your opinions we'll jump in and we'll tell you what we think we will okay. definitely give them to you, free of charge. We won't even charge you for our opinions. That's right. You can't return um, to either, though, so you know there is downsides. <laughs> <laughs> real quick, anybody bad spider? Any real
0: quick, anybody that's looking to play a couple? I am I'm, I'm gonna kind of, I kind of wanted to put these some more of these out, but we didn't have time. Mm. Anybody that's looking to play a couple, uh, some other games with alternate realities, Injustice, Lost Odyssey, and uh, Mortal Kombat. So, anybody looking to play some other stuff? those three games they pretty fantastic prince of persia you know so those four uh, wolfenstein those five so you know um but yeah uh, next week's show i'm gonna probably put to a vote i want to do a cryptids two i don't know if that's gonna happen um i want it to but I, I'm, I'm looking and see if there's anything more interesting that we can cover since we did cryptids already i, I don't really want to start uh having part twos yet until we've really like went out there and got a couple other things put in first. Folks in the in the, in the the Facebook group or in this chat room here, give us some, some ideas. Go back and listen to some of the other shows. They're always up available for download and streaming for free. On demand, you don't have to worry about uh, paying. Also, get in the Facebook group. Please get in the Facebook group. If you're listening right now, get in there and tell me what you would like to hear about in future episodes. And we'll talk about it. We'll put your name there and say, hey, this was recommended by so-and-so. Please, get in the group. Make it happen, and uh, that that's going to be it for me right now. Uh, all you folks out there, thank you for listening. I can't spe- I can't specify that enough. Thank you so much. I really appreciate everything uh, you folks are doing to listen, even if you are halfway across the world. Uh, oh, uh, Spider Sme me, wanted to know what the name of that book was with the uh, with the with the a- Android of Green Gables. What was that called?
1: Classics mutilated.
0: Okay, she she said that. I just wanted to confirm that. So there that is, uh, me, Brown. There you go. Uh, so, you know, for myself, I'll see you next week, folks, and uh, be as uncanny as you possibly can. Don't, Don't be normal. Life's too good to be normal.
1: That's right. He said it. I don't have to. That's it. Good night.